I'm Frank Andorka, Editorial Director of Solar Power World Magazine. Welcome to another edition of Solar Speaks, Solar Power World's podcast series that gives you the opportunity to hear from the industry's biggest newsmakers in their own words. This podcast is brought to you by Selectria Renewables. See their new transformless string inverters at www.solren.com. Today we are talking to Arno Harris, CEO of Recurrent Energy. Google, MetLife, Duke Energy. To say Recurrent has developed projects for some of the heavy hitters in the commercial sector would undersell its accomplishments. Since 2013 saw the commercial sector driving the industry, we decided we wanted Arno's thoughts on what 2013 saw for the industry and what he believes 2014 might hold. Arno, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. For those of my listeners who don't know your work or Recurrent's place in the industry, tell us about the company. Well, Recurrent Energy has become one of North America's leading developers of utility-scale solar projects, and I like to say that we're redefining what it means to be a mainstream clean energy company, and we're doing that by building a fleet of utility-scale solar plants that are delivering competitive clean electricity in a number of different markets. We really utilize, I think, a combination of smart development and financing strategies to compete in mainstream power markets by delivering that affordable electricity to our utility partners. To date, you know, the company has delivered some big milestones. We've secured over $3 billion in project finance from investors, some of whom you mentioned, those like Google, KKR, and MetLife. And all of that money we've raised has really been focused on, on building out you know, the almost 800 megawatts of contracted projects that we've put together with you know, big utilities like NRG, Southern California Edison, PG&E, and SMUD, to name a few. And all of those, you know, fit within a total development pipeline of about two gigawatts in North America. So, you know, we're in an exciting place. We're, we're one of a number of companies that are, you know, putting hundreds of megawatts of solar uh, into operation and pulling together billions of dollars of investment opportunities and ultimately doing that to expand access to affordable supply of clean electricity. You mentioned the financing piece and that's one of the things that I often hear is the biggest challenge in the solar industry. So how is it that Recurrent is able to raise as much money as you have to finance these commercial projects? Well, I think when you talk about financing in solar, there's you really have to you know talk about sort of different pieces of it. I think um, certainly, you know, we've seen an evolution of the past few years matured. Um, you know, back in the the um, you know, 2007, 2008 timeframe, solar was brand new, and investors weren't sure what they thought of it. Um, but since then, at least at the you know the larger scale, uh, utility scale projects, I think solar is now completely accepted as an asset class. And so, you know, those investors, Google, KKR, MetLife, you know, we also have Prudential and a number of others who invest in our projects. Um, they've really they now have got a great understanding of how it works and you know where we're, we're solar is seen as an asset similar to wind projects or conventional energy projects and so you know from a, a debt perspective and an equity perspective um, there's really a tremendously large pool of capital available the challenging part of the funding still for solar continues to be tax equity and that's part um, of you know, project financing that is focused on 
uh, the tax credits and finding a way to monetize those tax credits is challenging just because there's only a handful of companies that uh, invest there. And in our case, we've been lucky to work with a company like Google, who has a real commitment to the space and has uh, played an important role as a tax equity investor for us and, and other companies. When you when you look at other sectors, I know in the rooftop sector, the, the distributed generation sector, um, there's also an increasing acceptance, I think, among mainstream investors of that type of project. But I think, you know, that's that's at a slightly earlier stage of development. But I'd say, I think historically you're correct that it has been a challenge, but I think the industry as it really becomes accepted as a mainstream asset class is finding it increasingly easy to raise capital to fund projects. Let's look back at the last 12 months. <clears throat> what do you think about how the industry's performed well, I mean, it's just been a, a record-shattering year for solar. I mean, when you look at the numbers the industry's put out, at a top line, we put 27% more solar in 2013 than last year. Um, we just surged through the 10-gigawatt milestone of total installed solar in the United States, and that's an exciting milestone for this, this industry and the country to break through. And then in terms of the amount of megawatts that you know, we expect to get in in 2013, which is going to be in excess of 4.4 gigawatts, we've, we're now racing ahead of Germany, which for many years was the global leader. So it's been, been a year in which I think there's just been tremendously exciting numbers that we're putting on the board. And again, it's all part of this, this, this transition of the industry from the margins into the mainstream. I also understand you're the chairman of SIA, and we know that there are many legislative battles that we had to fight this year and that we're going to fight again next year. When you look at SIA's activity in 2013, what are you most proud of that they accomplished, and what was the biggest disappointment? Well, I think the thing that really stands out for me is 2012 was a particularly challenging year. It was the year in which the industry really came under attack, in part because it was an election year and in part because I think there was just a, a division out there politically you know, in terms of, of people's viewpoints about renewable energy more broadly and solar as part of that. And I think the industry really pulled together, and I think in 13, we really demonstrated what we could do and how SIA could play a key role in, in helping focus the industry on, on telling that positive story and really demonstrating the role that solar can play in energy markets. I think, you know, we face some big challenges, and particularly when it comes came to issues like net metering, where, um, you know, the industry faced, I think, some big questions from regulators and utilities about how a policy like that metering was going to continue. We pulled our membership together. We united around kind of common vision of what we thought the industry's position should be. And I think we were successful, particularly when you look at, at venues like California and Arizona in promoting, I think, a constructive approach to weighing the benefits and costs of solar fairly and putting forward a solution that ultimately reflected that well. For me, it's been all about focusing our members on the fact that you know, we're most effective when we speak with one voice, and we're focused on our mission, which is to power America with fleet solar power. You mentioned that the United States is on pace to surpass Germany this year uh, in terms of gigawatts installed for the, for the past 12 months. What accelerated that growth in the United States specifically, and how significant is it that we are now competitive with the 
world's undisputed leading solar market. I think if you want to boil it down to one single factor, the, the most important is the rapid reduction in cost that the industry has accomplished. At the end of the day, that means that in rooftop applications, solar has become more competitive with retail electric rates, and in the utility scale industry, it means that it's become much more competitive in, in wholesale markets. And there's a lot of other things that have gone on in terms of the industry developing. We talked about the evolution in, in financing and the fact that it's become more accepted, so there's more capital available to deploy projects. There's the evolution of the industry itself and the maturation that's occurred there in terms of the industry's sophistication in marketing and developing projects. But I think fundamentally it's just about the economic of energy and the fact that solar is increasingly viewed as one of the affordable sources of clean power. I mean, just to give you an example, solar this year, 20% of all new energy capacity in the U.S., so new build power plants, is going to come from solar. And that means that solar actually this year is going to be, amazingly, the second largest source of new generation placed in service after natural gas. So, again, it's just this theme of transition. For years, we thought of solar as kind of this marginal technology that was off on the sides of the energy industry. And what we're increasingly seeing is that solar is playing a mainstream role where it can be the second largest source of new generation. And a lot of that has to do with it becoming increasingly affordable. What were the most significant projects that Recurrent worked on this year? We had a number of really exciting projects that uh, came through for us. I mean, I think most recently we had a portfolio of projects that added up to about 106 megawatts in California and Arizona that we sold to Google and KKR. We had another portion of our portfolio in Ontario, about 62 megawatts, that we delivered to MetLife and Fiera Axiom. Before that, we had sold another project to Fiera Axum, another portfolio, about 108 megawatts. We had a number of other transactions and brought a lot of projects online. In the end, you know, the total number of projects that we're going to bring online in 13 is about 340 megawatts, which is just a really gratifying number. I mean, I think as someone who's been in this industry now for 12 years, to be putting that amount of capacity into operation feels great because it means that all that work is adding up to pretty big impact. This has been Solar Speaks, Solar Power World Magazine's podcast series that gives you the opportunity to hear from the industry's biggest newsmakers in their own words. This podcast is brought to you by Selectria Renewables. See their new transformless string inverters at www.solren.com. I'm Frank Andorka, Editorial Director of Solar Power World Magazine. Until next time.